The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. It's News Talk 1130 WISN, the Retirement Clinic on the air with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, and your host, the president, Aaron Kowal. You like that title? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't care about titles, Paul. I'm just happy to be here. Title Schmeidel. Jeff yeah. Kowal, obviously, your father, founder of the Kowal Investment Group. Yep. Host of this show, uh, numerous market updates. Well, we do two a day, but Monday through Friday, you're on WISN with those daily reports. Yeah, we've been doing those longer than the show, and it's... You know, it's a lot of fun you know, to to see, especially going back and looking at old reports from 2006, 2008, you know, with what's going on and where we, how far we've come since then. It's, um, you know, it's very interesting. Well, there's always news to talk about and we bring yeah. in guests from time to time on the show. A lot going on today, the wealth management preservation segment, the boss segment coming up and we'll introduce our guests in just a second. I do want to talk about the Cowell Investment Group and your latest location, Aaron, is in Heartland. Yeah. In addition to the world headquarters in Waukesha, you're in Port Washington, Phoenix, Arizona, Racine as well. Check out thekowalway.com. Easy to spell, K-O-W-A-L. And you're all over social media. Yeah, yeah, thekowalway.com. We're on all the socials, uh, at Twitter, uh, or, or on Twitter, at Kowal underscore invest, on Facebook and LinkedIn. So feel free to connect with, with me, with us on on LinkedIn. So it's, um, you know, you, you, you tr- just try to avoid us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good, good, luck, luck. good luck. And of course, every Saturday we get a full hour here on the retirement clinic. Let's introduce our guest, Aaron. You brought in studio Ray Mollis. And uh, first off, welcome to WISN. Good to have you on the program, Ray. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we, we've, we do quite a bit of work with, with Ray's uh, firm. I thought it'd be a good idea uh, to, to get them on. Um, I always say everyone's favorite topic is themselves. Um, right. <laughs> maybe you're the one exception, Ray, but, uh, you know, I thought maybe you could uh, talk a little about yourself, your background, um, your family, where you work, all that stuff. Okay. Well, my background, I graduated from St. Louis university school of law. So I am an attorney. I've been practicing estate and trust law for 40 years at least. While in St. Louis, I ran two small trust departments, then came up to Milwaukee in the mid-90s to work as a trust officer and have been in the trust field ever since in the last four and a half years with Fiduciary Partners Trust Company. Fiduciary Partners Trust Company. So where is that located? It is home offices in Appleton, Wisconsin. I'm located in the Brookfield office, and then we have an office in Madison, Wisconsin also. So we are going to dive in, and this is critical, what you deal with your clients on a daily basis. Yeah. Aaron is having some sort of an estate plan, right? So, yeah, it's not, not, not anymore just having some sort of estate plan, Paul. It's you got to have the right one, and there's so many things that can go wrong uh, with it. It's it's a lot easier to screw it up than to do it right. <laughs> um, and this is certainly something that um, you, you need somebody that, that cares and you need somebody that it's all they do. Um, we we talk, talk to clients about, okay, something, God forbid, but you know, happens to you. What are the two things, two certainties in life, right? Death and taxes. Um, 
what if what if you know something happens where, where's your where are your assets going what's what's your what's happening to your house what uh, if they have minors what are going on what's going on with your kids what's going on with the assets to to help your kids so um that's not something that you want to you know go alone and do and something that I don't really necessarily think that even AI is going to be able to address um in, in any term <laughs> short first time term. we brought up artificial intelligence like it, where we're going with that, I don't know, Aaron, but it's scary to think. And even the, the people in the industry are saying, whoa, put the brakes on here, right? You yeah. got to be careful. The internet is one thing. Artificial intelligence is, is something else. Uh, Rayla, I want to bounce all of this off of you. You've been doing this for 40 years. Yes, I have, definitely. Both as an attorney with clients drafting documents and, and then administering estates and trusts. He's pretty well preserved for being in this business for Very 40 well years. preserved. I thought you'd have yes. a lot more gray hair. I owe it all to my wife. She takes great care of oh, me. Good. Good. <laughs> well said. Uh, that's Thank the right. You. That was the right comment. So, Ray, can a computer replace a person? Uh, no, right? Absolutely not. Uh, you know, one of the, the concerns I have as an attorney and as a trust officer is already right now we have these computer programs. Download this program and do your will and trust. I mean, the problem is that it is extremely, extremely, excuse me, extremely generic. It really doesn't ask you questions about your family, about your concerns, about your needs. It's basically pull it up, fill in the blanks, and away you go. And the only time you find out that it doesn't work is if you're incapacitated or upon your passing. Exactly. Uh, think of everything that's online right now, right? You, you hear about, oh, a friend of mine said, I, I'm an ordained minister. You know, it took me five minutes yeah. online. Okay, are are you really? Um, I guess technically you are. So you can find all the stuff on on the internet. That's correct. You 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 got your advice. Be careful. Right. It's so easy to to screw up. And each state has different laws, too. So what what might be valid in the state of California or South Dakota might not be valid here. And and so there's a lot of things you got to watch out for. Absolutely, that's correct. Because again, Wisconsin's what's called a marital property state. There are other states that are community property. Others are called common law states. So you really need to go to someone who knows what they're doing to get that document drafted to make sure it's good. So let's talk about how you work and the, the good work that you do. So, like, um, I have three kids, I have a house, I have a will, and a trust. Um, you know, my, my, uh, my oldest daughter, if, if it's not me or my wife, I'll have my, uh, my oldest daughter be the trustee. Um, so what do I need you for? <laughs> <laughs> you need us to do the professional administration yes. of your estate. Um, you know, the, the natural approach really is to have a family member as a personal representative or as a trustee, but again, to have that role you need to know the law. You need to know the trust code and the estate code, as boring as that is. You need mm-hmm. to do that. You need to have a sense of the record keeping you need to do. Um, and when someone passes, it's a full-time job. You need to track down where the assets are, how are the assets titled. You need to inform that bank or investment manager or mutual fund that the person has died. So you need to make sure you've got death certificates. You need to submit those. You need to submit the documentation that you are the successor trustee. And it takes a lot of time. And that family member probably has a family of their own. Mm -hmm. They have their own job. And so this becomes secondary when it should be literally a 24-7 job. Well, and they have their own interests, too. 
Um, so, you know, let's say we fast forward, you know, 10, 15 years from now, my, my kids are now all have hit the age of majority. Um, you know, okay, I'll have Leah, my oldest, be the, the trustee. Um, but let's say something happens with my wife that, or, or cause in my, I'm going first, right? <laughs> um, let's just assume, let's just assume I'm going first, but yeah. let's say that Leah needs to take care. Well, hopefully yeah. a lot more than 15 years, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, 50, whatever needs to take care. Well, what's wrong with if, if she pays herself from the, from the trust for taking care of mom? Um, and so where do you come in? So what you guys do is you take over the trust administration. So, um, you know, that you follow what the trust says, right? You follow right. what the trust document says. Um, well, why, why couldn't, uh, Leah just pay herself for taking care of mom from the trust? Well, because she has to also follow the terms of the trust. And as successor trustee, normally there is going to be that provision that the trustee gets reasonable compensation to be trustee. But of course, then there's the question of the definition of reasonable what's conversation. Reasonable. Right. What's reasonable? Especially these days where nothing has a definition. And it, right. Mean anything. Right. You know, and, and so I guess on us, you know, we have a, a fee schedule. You know what our fees are going to be and you know what our charges are going to be. So I'll... Coming out of the trust industry, I'll call that a plus. Yeah. So what, what I think really what you guys provide a lot of value and what the – it's not something I do. I've been asked to to uh, manage trusts for for clients. And this is back when we were with a broker-dealer. And, um, well, first I told the client no, but I was curious. I was like, what if what it is? They, and for me, you have to keep – at the time, you have to keep $250,000 in cash in case you're sued as the, the trustee and all these – there's all these things. And, you know, but then – they didn't want their kid to be the trustee because they didn't trust them. Um, and they no, didn't want no to have pun money. intended there. Right. Oh. And so like, even I, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm in the business, right? I'm in the financial services field. My brother is an engineer uh, at Honeywell out, out in Phoenix and we love each other. We want everyone, you know, we want, uh, I would certainly be fair. So I, I was the trustee for my parents. And so uh, I was like, told my dad, I'm like, dad, I don't want to be the trustee. I, you know, there could be something we don't know. Something happens on the line. Um, we could fight. Our wives could fight. You know, we. I, I don't want that responsibility. And so, even with me being in this, I, I don't want to be the trustee for any. Estate. How does that work, Ray? I mean, let's, what's the process? Uh, yeah, in a yeah. typical trust, right? Let's just pick mo a mom and dad, and they've got two kids. Make it simple. All right, and they. That's what we're talking about, right? You want, you want to come up with a trust. There's a different type of trust. We should mention that, right? Right. That's correct. Yes. Uh, but as far as determining who the trustee is? I mean, really, the decision is the size of the assets, the complexity of the assets. Also, we're a very mobile society. Look at, okay, the natural approach is to say, I'm going to name my kids. But, okay, we're in Milwaukee, but your son is in New York and your daughter is in Los Angeles. Uh, that makes it very difficult to actually operate as the trustee because you're so far away mm -hmm. from mom or, or dad. Uh, because also one of the responsibilities as trustee would be if a person is incapacitated. We, or I also talk about that, and they need care, and they need medical care. They so it's need good to have to be bills around that. Person. So it's around good to be close and around yeah. to deal with that on a day to day basis. So define the word trustee. What does a trustee do? Um, a trustee is someone who looks at the document and 
provides an impartial professional determination as to what that document is, what that document says, and to take care of the named beneficiaries. And the key thing is to be impartial between the beneficiaries and that trustee only acts for the benefit of the beneficiaries. Um, and it's very hard when the there's an individual involved because say there is a trust set up now, let's say mom and dad are gone and there's a trust, there's trust for the kids, but okay, I'm the trustee of a trust for my brother. Um, I see what that document says and it says, oh, you get income and principal at the trustee's decision. Um, but we're also needing to look at what the assets are, what is the lifestyle, and so I'll use a crazy example, but we've got a trust that's $250,000, and the trust says, okay, trustee, you have the ability to distribute income and principal uh, for the welfare and the benefit of the beneficiary. Well, he decides that he wants a Maserati. That would be for his welfare and benefit, would make him happy. Uh, and he Those comes, are pretty expensive, too, I think. Uh, yeah, very expensive, yes. And <laughs> Depends so he on which one. So he, right. So he comes to his brother and says, look, I really, really need this Maserati. It's going to help me in my business. I'm going to feel better. Uh, I don't even know what the cost, $150,000. Distribute a check for $150,000. And... I, as the trustee, the sibling goes, well, wait a minute, you know, here's the size of the trust, here's your lifestyle, here's your budget, that really isn't appropriate. Let's talk about another more reasonable account, or car, excuse me, because this trust has to go on for your benefit. Well, it's a hard decision for that sibling to make, and if that sibling makes, as the trustee makes that incorrect decision, you know there's going to be family problems, whereas if it's that independent corporate trustee, we are impartial, you know, we can be the, the bad corporate trustee right. and like, oh no, but we can make that decision. You know, cause it's, you care. And it's like how it is with my clients too. You know, we care deeply, but it's not our money. So it's easier for me to say, hold on, you know, this is an overreaction or the markets are oversold or that is not part of the plan. If it's my money, it's a lot different. This is not your money and your family members. So you're able to come in and say, hold on, that's not what the trust says. And they, it's a lot harder for them to either bully or coerce uh, or convince you to go against your better judgment. That's correct. And, and again, that judgment's based upon you know, what is in the document. And we have to follow that and follow the law. Um, you know, there's so much for interpretation. I mean, even our Constitution, which... I don't know. Some most of it is pretty uh, cut and dry for me. There's so many different ways to look at different things in the Constitution. That I, I can imagine that if you have a trust document that you didn't write, <laughs> right? Um, well, it's like a judge uh, and their job, right? And in, in looking at a case individually, independently, and then viewing through the Constitution uh, and making a decision in. In your line of work, and if you're just joining us, our guest is Ray Mollis, Fiduciary Partners Trust Company. Uh, Ray, are most Americans without a proper estate plan? Unfortunately, yes. I was reading an article recently that said a survey from 2022 said two-thirds of Americans don't even have a will, a simple will. The, the most basic. The most uh, yeah, basic. The power possible. of attorney is also something that you can do if you're if you're over 18 years old, right? You're, right, right. You're married, but you have no kids. Maybe you're single, no kids. Just you, you should have something. Well, 
again, it's the old trust officer attorney speaking to me, but everyone should have a minimum estate plan. And I call that minimum estate plan a will, uh, what we call a financial power of attorney, and a healthcare power of attorney, so that you take care of your assets, you let people know what you want to have happen with your assets upon your passing, but you also take care of yourself if you're alive but incapacitated, and that healthcare power of attorney can make medical decisions for you. The financial power of attorney can access your assets to pay the medical bills, pay the hospital bills. So at a minimum, you really should have that. And that's just, I mean, I can't emphasize that. Two-thirds. So, no. yeah. I mean, that's a... That means there's a lot of listeners out there right now that just don't have an estate well, plan. Well, all, of, think... all of our listeners do. <laughs> well, yeah, but... right. Yes, they're absolutely. very smart. They're yeah. very smart. Uh, but again, there's always a reason for something. We, we like to procrastinate. We put things off. Taxes, you have to do, right? They give you a deadline. Uh, trust is something I can see most people. We'll get to that someday. Not or maybe I don't, I don't yeah. need one. I don't have kids. So why would I need a? I'm not wealthy. I don't need a trust. What would you say? To that question? Well, again, I would say everybody needs some type of an estate plan. Uh, you know, well, they talk about, okay, I don't have, I don't have kids. Um, but again, if you die and you are married, you want to make sure everything goes to your wife. That's right. Um, and if, you know, you're, you don't have any family member, you still want to have someone there that will take care of your assets upon your passing. But maybe even more importantly, again, if you become incapacitated, that there is someone there to take care of you. Otherwise, if you don't have that health care power of attorney, that financial power of attorney, chances are you're going to wind up going to court and having guardian appointed, a guardian of the person. Is that the, a, uh, the old probate that we hear about so often? The old probate, yes. So now the courts are deciding. Exactly. Yeah, so wouldn't you rather make that decision? Well, absolutely. Right? You, you want to let the world know what you want to have happen with your property upon your passing. But you also want to know the world, tell the world what you want to have happen while you're alive and how your care is to go and how your treatment should be done. You just don't want to leave it up for someone else's assumption. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, in this day and age, you need to have everything explicitly laid out. There's a lot of family dynamics at play, too. Over the oh, years yeah. on this show, the retirement clinic, I can't tell you how many times, whether it's your dad, yourself, uh, talking about a proper retirement plan, doing mm-hmm. things the right way. Well, this is an estate plan, so why would it be any different? Uh, if you have questions, what we normally do, Aaron, here, here's the plan. We'll take a break. we got the boss segment coming up, but we will give out the phone number for the Kowal Investment Group. That number is 262-522-4040, and you encourage people to call. Oh, absolutely. Call uh, if you have any questions. Um, if you want us to sit down with you and take a look at your your financial situation, uh, are you on track, off track, uh, where are you? Please give us a call. We'd be happy to meet with you and uh, for a complimentary consultation. Absolutely. TheKowalWay.com for more info or 262-522-4040. Ray Molis is with us the entire hour. So more coming up. In fact, the Wealth Management and Preservation segment, the Boss segment right around the corner as we continue Saturday mornings. This is the Retirement Clinic. News Talk 1130 WISN. We are back. It is time for the boss segment on the Retirement Clinic. News Talk 1130 WISN. Aaron Kowal is here. Our guest, Ray Mollis. Uh, and we're going to get back to Ray for the rest of the hour and talking about kind of how to learn and from other stories and examples, how to handle disputes. But this segment is for business owners. Aaron, by way of background, 
BOSS is an acronym, Business Owners Savings and Security. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's just a coincidence that it spells out BOSS. It just worked out that just, way. It, it was a, a miracle that it just worked out that way. Absolutely. Um, so this is from a white, pe- white paper. Uh, if I can say that right, <laughs> it's a, a, a white paper that we have uh, that if, uh, uh, if if somebody's interested in it, reach out. We'd be happy to get it to you. What? That's like real paper. I know. You're you not know, sending I, me a link. That's a real paper. Well, yeah, I'll send you the link. I'll send the file to you. <laughs> but, uh, Paul, I will print out one for you. And That's it, awesome. If you want a white paper. Um, so it's five. This is for business owners. But actually, there's some points here that I think anybody uh, can can take away from. Um, so five big asset protection planning mistakes and how to avoid them. I'm not going to go through all five. I'm only going to go through a few. You got to reach out to me if you want all of them. Um, <laughs> so if you have substantial assets, you may be a target for frivolous lawsuits. Uh, that's why it's so important to consider asset protection strategies that can create barriers to protect your wealth. Asset protection planning employs legally accepted concepts and strategies, as well as specific financial products, to ensure a person's wealth is not unjustly taken from him or her. But asset protection can be a tricky business. Make the wrong move knowingly or accidentally, and you can easily blow up the legal wall you've, you're trying to build around your wealth. Here are five major mistakes that we can that we see commonly made when the affluent engage in asset protection efforts and how to avoid them. Mistake number one: starting. This seems maybe obvious, but I think I think not uh, for for some people. Um, mistake number one: starting asset protection planning after you are aware you could be sued. While there while there are quite a few ways to protect your wealth, they tend to be ineffectual if they're done too late. Moving assets around after you are aware a claim can be made against you into a trust, for example, and you'll learn a new vocabulary term, fraudulent conveyance. Correct. (laughs) That strategy will likely be reversed by the courts. There are two types of fraudulent conveyance. Actual fraud uh, involves intent and occurs when someone transfers assets to a person they can strongly influence, resulting in not having any resources to pay creditors. Still, the person, quote, informally maintains control of the assets. And then the second is constructive fraud. Those are two words you don't want associated with you. Uh, fraud uh, is about the economics of the transfer of assets, not the intent behind it. If the asset transfer is done relatively quickly when the person was in a financially distressed situation, it might be considered constructive fraud. The way to avoid this mistake is to engage in asset protection planning as early as possible. Without question, you want to do asset protection planning before you need the protection. Uh, that's like buying car insurance after after you, you get into an accident. A uh, little late. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of business owners, you know, the, just the nature of being in business, they leave themselves, there's a lot more chances uh, for them uh, to be sued. Like, let's say you have a retail business and there's a lot of foot traffic and a lot of ice. Uh, people trip and fall. So you want to make sure that you have everything done before uh, someone trips and falls on ice. Uh, and obviously other ways, too, if you're, if you're in professional businesses or manufacturing. Uh, mistake number two, not having enough well, this ties right into it. Not having enough or the proper liability insurance. Uh, part of truly effective asset protection planning is ensuring you have the right kinds and amounts of liability insurance. Many people could, for instance, significantly benefit from larger umbrella liability policies, but often they don't think of this. Additionally, we see that many accomplished business owners have substandard general liability coverage. 
A good number of these business owners might also benefit from higher quality and more customized directors and officers liability coverage. The good news, liability insurance is relatively inexpensive. After avoiding lawsuits, generally beyond your control, it can be considered the first line of defense in an asset protection plan. Periodically stress testing your liability coverage is usually a smart move. We're talking so a lot of people may be uninsured. Uninsured or underinsured. So you could have... Underinsured is what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, underinsured, just not enough. Yeah, you could have a big business and um, you know, and, and have, if you're doing $100 million in revenue, uh, if you only have a, a few million dollars of umbrella liability, you may need to relook at... A few million in umbrella liability. You yeah. need to read a look at that. Well, like any plan, you got to blow off the dust every now and then and reevaluate things, right? Yep. Uh, a good segue, by the way, from the boss segment into Ray Mollis with us from Fiduciary Partners Trust Company talking about having a proper plan, right? You, have uh, a proper plan. you wanted to talk about disputes, Aaron. They, they pop yeah. up all the time, but also what our listeners can benefit. Fit by by listening closely, how to avoid potential disputes. Right. Uh, I wanted to ask you know ask Ray. Well, first, Ray, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what's a good number? For um, them to they reach can you? call me way? at my home office, two six two seven five four zero five seven zero. That's a direct line to my desk. Awesome, awesome. Um, so let's say I mean I'm sure it's never happened ever, right? But let's say that you are the corporate trustee. You are the trustee on on a trust. Um, and two or more uh, uh, beneficiaries don't agree with with each other or with you. Um, how do you handle disputes between between beneficiaries? Well, Aaron, really, the first thing we go to is the trust agreement. What does the trust agreement say? How are the trusts set up? How are they to be administered? And also, what type of benefits can come out of that trust? for the beneficiaries. So the simple answer could be that the beneficiary wants um, uh, $100,000 uh, to start a cryptocurrency business. Um, and you look at the document and the document says, okay, trustee, you have the ability to distribute income and principal for kind of lawyer language, health, education, maintenance, and support. We look at that. We look at the document. We look at prior case law and says, really, that is not an expense that comes within the bounds of the trust document. We just cannot make that type of distribution. Um, and so then, I don't want to make it sound like they have recourse. What kind of, what, does it end there? Or what if they say, no, I need the Lamborghini because, <laughs> you know, I need, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Well, I think it's a Maserati. Oh, Maserati. That's right. There yes, we go. Yes, yes, yes. Well, going even even more expensive here, Paul. I need that that Lamborghini because um, you know, I I'm training to be a mechanic and I need something high end to train mm -hmm. on. I, whatever, you know. Yeah. What 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 if they disagree with your judgment? Well, I think the the thing or the point is we look at that individual, we look at the trust, we look at what the situation is, and we like to say we try to come to a yes. How can we accommodate okay. that beneficiary within the terms of the document? So, I mean, you've really given me, I'll say, a, a good situation where someone comes, a child wants something like the Maserati or the Lamborghini, but we talk with them, we look at their budget, we look at their lifestyle. 
Again, looking at the trust and the asset, but saying, okay, yes, I can see you need a vehicle, you need transportation, and here's what we can do based upon what the trust can earn, what the investments are in the trust, talking to the investment advisor to see what the trust can earn. And so instead of that Lamborghini or that Maserati, let's talk about I guess I'll use an example, is a Chevy Equinox. You know, that will give you the transportation, that will give you a reliable vehicle, something that you won't have a problem with. Maybe you want to do some type of business, a delivery business, so we can buy you a Chevy Equinox. I think that's an SUV. Mm-hmm. And that's what we try to do is come to that type of a resolution. Okay. Uh, well, that's good. And then do you ever have beneficiaries that are arguing with each other over – or trust administration, or on, I, I or, yeah. Well, I give us some good numbers. horror stories here. <laughs> yeah, right. The names will be withheld <laughs> to protect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, name is, and the social security number. It. Oh. <laughs> I mean the the challenge is that unfortunately, when money is involved and there are trusts, um, there's always things that can rub someone one way or the other. So you do have those types of concerns. You have those disputes, um, and. Uh, again, I go back to making sure you have a properly drafted document. Right. Uh, number two, I always tell clients or I recommend clients, let your family, for example, know what you're doing. Let them know what's in the trust document. Let them know what's happening. And, and maybe, for example, it is a, a situation where I'll just say three kids and, and two kids are very successful, but one child you know, has some challenges. So yes, maybe mom or dad's going to say, okay, I'm going to give the two kids X amount, but this third child, I'm going to put it in trust because I want to make sure that for their lifetime, they will have that income. They will have those assets available. That's got to be communicated by the parents, right? They need to communicate that properly. Yeah, but let them, let the kids know, the parents let the kids know that this is what's in the document, yeah. this is what's going to happen. So that can not prevent that surprise. a total disaster within a family, too. I mean, families can be, uh, this could go on for years. You don't want to see them at odds and fighting over and squabbling over the money issues. Right. That's correct. Absolutely. And a lot of times you can get um, get get any, um, I don't know, uh, hurt feelings dealt with while mom and dad are still around to address that because, you know, you don't, no one wants to be, you know, mad at a dead parent right um and that's where communication comes in right and so you know if they want the maserati if you want dad's maserati uh you know then you know they that'll be around to say i'm giving it to you know child a because um you know that because that's this is the reason why they worked with me on it they helped me you know change the transmission and the engine you know, blah, yep. blah, 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 well, blah. but that's an awkward conversation yeah. to have and that's is that why most americans i think it's human nature to procrastinate with getting a trust done i think that's one of the reasons obviously the other reason is the fact that we don't want to face up to the fact that we're never going not going to be here forever right our so, own mortality know, that, exactly and so you know you have that that kind of situation, that hesitancy to really deal with those kind it's of like issues. Planning your funeral. I know a guy. Yes. I know a guy that wrote his own obituary. He's in his forties. He and, and he said it's. He didn't say it's a new thing, but he said it's very possible that more people are going to be doing this. You can control what's in it. Now he knows how it's going to need and can make changes. And uh, well, it's not a, like I wrote mine over you know, 15, 14 years ago. Really. Uh, not anything to be shared at my 
funeral because you know obviously life is very different from from then from 15 but, years ago but all, but it was, it's like an aspirational this is what i want to be remembered for and this is you know so yeah it's it's a it's very uh weird it's a weird um experience to go through what did we say early in the show two things you know certainties death and taxes okay so you know you're going to pass away at some point why not be as organized and have everything taken care of in advance we're talking with ray molis ray is with fiduciary partners trust company we'll give out your number again if people have questions and in general about a retirement plan aaron kowal we can just reach out to the kowal investment group so many ways on social media but a phone is also nice. Just yeah, get that call. 262-522-4040 or visit com. What do you have planned? Any uh, little advice for the wealth management and preservation segment? That's next. Oh, we might have something for that. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, Ray's going to join us? I'm sorry? Ray's going to join us? Uh, yes. Yeah, he'll be joining us. Ray Molis uh, will continue on the Retirement Clinic. Aaron, we got to sneak in a quick break on WISN. The Retirement Clinic is every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. We'll be right back. If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars. Well, I'd buy you Welcome back. House. The Retirement Clinic continues this segment with Aaron Kowal of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, is called the Wealth Management and Preservation Segment. Also, our guest today with Fiduciary Partners Trust Company is Ray Mollis, and he's going to join in the fun. Oh, the fun. It is fun. Um, yeah, so the, the Wealth Management Preservation Segment is for people with a million dollars or more. Uh, in in assets, the um, the show is for everybody. Uh, this part we really want to address issues that higher net worth individuals uh, face because you know there's um, sometimes you get kind of creative with the way that we're doing planning, and um, there's some more obviously some more uh, opportunities for um, uh, protection uh, in in that area. So uh, we we were talking before the show about. Uh, the exemptions uh, right now. So it's you know $12.9 million exemption for this year. It's going up next year, going way down the following year. Uh, so Actually in 2026. Uh, 26, I meant, sorry. Yes. Um, and, and so uh, why don't we talk about that? What, what are you doing to plan for that right now? Well, well, I mean, one thing to let people know that right now we're in a good period of time with this exemption, basically $12.9 million that each individual can pass free of estate tax, and if it's husband and wife, you double that amount, which is great. And, and next year, it's going up to over $14 million. Again, double it. Don't really know what 2025 will be, but then the speculation is that by 2026, it will go down to about $6 million per individual, so a huge drop. So the question is, again, don't put it off realize that things are coming down the road, realize that you've got the ability, you've got this large exemption to take advantage of to pass this property on. So get together with your advisor, get together with your attorney, and really start putting the numbers down, plan. Uh, you know, wills, trusts, uh, you may want to establish what we call irrevocable trust for the benefit of your children, grandchildren. Use part of your estate tax exemption to fund those trusts that now will grow during their lifetime. Um, and just think about that. You can set up charitable remainder trusts. 
You can have income come to you now, but then ultimately upon your death, it passes to charitable beneficiaries. So it's just we're just in a point where you really need to sit down, realize that you need to do that estate plan, be aware of what the exemptions are now, that they are there for your benefit. Take advantage of those exemptions. Yeah, because there's, I mean, it, it's historically high right now. When I got in, you know, in the business back in, I don't know, two thousand three, um, as an advisor, it was way lower. I don't want to. It was, it was like like a million dollars. Yeah, per it was like a million yeah. dollars. Yeah, and so it was, you know, it's. I mean, it's still high for most people, but it's in terms of what it is now. I mean, that's you can do a lot more and get like get more creative. I remember uh, George Steinbrenner, the old owner of the Yankees. Um, you know, the Bush Bush tax cuts affected the um, estate tax. He died in the the one perfect year in 2010 when there was no estate. Oh, tax. I remember that story. Yeah. So, I mean, if if somebody, I mean, it's just of course him who you know who who was yeah. a pretty aggressive guy, right? Right. Um, he he died in the, the perfect year yeah. for that. So there is a lot you can do to you know to do that. You're talking about. Um, you know, irre- irrevocable trust. Can you explain that concept a little bit for people who don't know what that is? Sure. We talk about revocable trust and irrevocable trust. An irrevocable trust is a trust you set up where you transfer assets to that trust. It's no longer part of your actual estate. Um, so you can't basically revoke it or change it. But again, because it's not part of your estate upon your passing, it will be considered part of your estate for estate tax purposes. And now you fund this trust with securities, what other types of investments, but now it grows outside of your estate. So maybe you fund it for a million dollars, you die 10 years down the road, that trust is now worth $10 million, but that $10 million is not considered part of your estate for estate tax purposes. Yeah, it's it's interesting what you can do with with just some documents. I don't know how you guys keep track of all this stuff. Not to mention, he's they change year to year too, right? A lot of them do. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's there's not many things that have been static in my in in our business, um, and so it's it can be uh, challenging. So, that, but that's why people exactly. need us. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and again, that's going back to the trustee, you want a professional trustee because it is our responsibility to, to know the law, know the changes in the law, what's happening, what the exemption is going to be or what it's not going to be two or three years down the road so you can help the client. And that's just hard for an individual, a spouse, a child, whomever. That's why guys like you exist, though. Exactly right. Right? Yes. <laughs> so that we don't, I mean, some people I think are comes time to taxes. Listen, I don't do my own taxes anymore, Aaron. I, I hire a professional to do them because I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know if I'm doing it the right way or the wrong way, right? So you hire somebody. Why would this be any different? And it goes back to, I think, why some people put things off. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and again, it also gets to the point of, you know, it, it's hard to get down and do that estate plan, but it's not what I call a one and done. You need to look at that plan periodically. We're talking about the exemptions. You need to be aware of that and look at what that exemption is going to be. You need to review that document, maybe make a change. Or, you know, something happy happens. You have a new grandchild or a new child. Again, you want to look back at your documents 
to make sure that they're appropriate for well, look the time. At today's society with blended families, you know, stepchildren and maybe, I mean, it's sad, but the divorce rate is about 50 or a little bit over 50% in mm. this country. So now you get into ex-wife and steps. There are changes in life. Life There's happens. Interesting right? family dynamics. Yeah, oh, Exactly. So you need, you need to be aware of that. And just it's, a, it's an ongoing process. Um, but it's for your benefit and for the benefit of your your children, grandchildren, your beneficiaries. Right, and it's not a Ronco cooker where it's a set it and forget it, yeah. uh, you know, type of thing. So thank you very much for sharing that with us. It's well, it's like you know, your retirement plan. You're not supposed to set it and forget it, are you? Right. We, that's why we review with our clients on a very regular basis with them. What's changed? What's going on with your health? What's going on with your income? What goals do you want? Do you want any vacations? Do you want to add anything to the plan? I mean, there, we go through so many things with our clients. They're on their goals and their values and their vision. What do they want to be doing in the community? How, what's the process? All those things we, we work on with our clients. And that's just it's just so important to just keep updating and keep making sure you're on the right path. What, what is it you told me a, a while ago? Outsource your stress to us. Outsource, yeah, that's my thing. Outsource, outsource your stress. It's not like us. your company logo. I, it should be, and maybe it's taken. Yeah. I just thought about that. That that hit me. Outsource your stress. Well, that's what I've been telling clients, you know, forever. It's like, okay, you can worry about all this stuff, you know, but you know, outsource your stress to us. That's what we're here for. That's mm-hmm. what you pay us for. That's what we're, you know, that that's we're trained for that to worry about this stuff for you, so you can enjoy your life. And we'll tell you if you need to worry or not. Less anxiety. Yeah, uh, you're exactly right, Aaron. We'll come back. A good show today. Uh, Ray Molis has been with us the entire program on the Retirement Clinic. His company, Fiduciary Partners Trust Company, will give out that phone number and all the contact info for the Cowal Investment Group as well. Remember, they're now in Heartland as well as Racine, Phoenix, Arizona. Waukesha World Headquarters, of course, (laughs) and heard Monday through Friday during the Mark Belling Show with those market updates, 3 and 5 p.m. news block. Then, of course, Saturday is a full hour here at 10 o'clock for the Retirement Clinic. A quick break on WISN. We are back. The Retirement Clinic kind of wrapping up today's show with your host, Aaron Kowal, our guest, Ray Mollis with Fiduciary Partners Trust Company. Ray, if I've got a question, give me a call, 262-754-0570. It goes right to my desk. Happy to answer any questions. Uh, thank you for your time. Your yep, uh, Thank you for coming today. And your insight. You're welcome. And remember, I guess one takeaway from the show, what did we say? Two-thirds of Americans don't have an estate plan? Yeah, that seems low to me, actually. Uh, but uh, yeah, if there's that and so get the at least the basic documents done uh, healthcare uh, directives, uh, medical directives, and financial, financial power planning of attorney, yeah. financial powers of attorney, uh, all that. So that's the bare minimum. Bare minimum, and then also, um, you want to stay on top of the plan. You make the plan, you you, and then you don't. You got to stick with it, and not just yeah. leave it up to. Oh, I did this 15 years ago. Stick with it. Update as you go along. Much like a retirement plan, Aaron. So yeah. as we wrap up the show today, I said you're headquartered in Waukesha, but you're a phone call away. Yeah, absolutely. A phone call at 262-522-4040, uh, or visit us at the Kowal K O W A L the Kowalway.com. Also on all the socials as well. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Oh yeah, all over. Not the place. TikTok. <laughs> No, no, no. Not you know, stay away from TikTok. Yeah. I, that is one no platform I'm not on. Yeah, same here. Um, 
Yeah, and we know the reasons why, right? So no TikTok for the Kowal Investment Group, but a good website too, thekowalway.com. Well, that's going to do it today, but we're back next Saturday, Aaron, at 10 o'clock. And you're back Monday through Friday with those daily market updates on Belling Show. Aaron Kowal, president of the Kowal Investment Group. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Great seeing you. And to our listeners, stay tuned. News and your weekend Fox 6 forecast just ahead. Saturday mornings continue on WISN Milwaukee.